Okay, today's year is Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Start off with a well-known vart, as it said. This is real vart, not a uh, full uh, thought. But a vart, a one-liner, I have it here from the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim, in source, no, source number one, quotes from Rebbe Chanan. I'm sorry, Rebbe Chanan quotes from the Chavetz Chaim. Rebbe Chanan learned by the Chavetz Chaim. He was a Taman Muvuk of his. He became very close to him. Rebchanan learned with Rebchaim and Lechavetz Chaim, both of them. So Rebchanan writes in Kovitz Ma'amarim a drush to a very famous chazal in the second Pasuk of our parsha. As we know, the Pasuk says when Yaakov Avinu was coming back, he sends a message to Esav, Im Lavan Garti And I was with Lavan and I have delayed all this time. So Rashi quotes Garti. Second shot of Rashi, Garti begamashriya taryag, Garti. If you switch around the letters, spells out taryag, 613. Klomar, in other words, in Lavana, Russia, Garti, v'taryag mitzvah shamarti. I live with Lavana, Russia, and I kept all the mitzvahs. V'lovamati mimaisav aron. And I did not learn from his evil actions. So the simple understanding is, is that he's telling Esav, I'm still a, I'm still a, a Shomer Torah Mitzvah. I wasn't affected. And don't think that if I'm coming back to you, you're not going to affect me either. I was strong by Lavan, and I was going to be as strong by you. He's saying he's proud. He's proud. Says the Chavetz Chaim, and source number one, it's not in the Chavetz Chaim Allah Torah, it's just here in the uh, Kovitz Mamarim. Rabbi Chana quotes the Chavetz Chaim, I call the Chavetz Chaim, I am a first divir Yaakov Avinu. Em Lavan Garti Volomatim Maisel Arayim, Ki HaKavana Bazeh Shehisonein Al Atzmo. He's upset at himself. He's giving himself musr. I didn't learn from Lavan. I did the mitzvahs, but I didn't learn enough from Lavan. Lavan did an Avera. Slavus. He did an Avera with a geschmack. He, was, he loved it. He was into it. It was awesome. Yaakov said, I did the mitzvahs, but I didn't learn from him. I, I, I could have learned from him more. I could have learned the attitude of how to approach actions you're into. The Yaakov Amar Alatzmo Shlos Amitz Kolkach Maisim Tovim Kamo Love and Maisim Rhyme. He didn't learn enough. He didn't learn enough. He's got to do up his reasons. Maybe he's talking about his grandfather Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, we know Chazal tell us in two places. Vayashkem Baboker by Bilam Arasha when he was going to go curse the Jews. Vayashkem Bilam Baboker and Avram Avinu Vayashkem Avram Baboker. So Avram, he got up in the morning. He learned from later in history, but Chazal said that Bilam said, "Hey, if Avram could do it, I could do it." So he said, there's a connection between the two. Avram Avinu learned. You got to get up in the morning. You got to do it with excitement. So Yaakov Avinu is saying to himself, "Al Derech Drush, I should have learned more from Lavan. I would have learned from Lavan how to do it. We got to learn from everybody out there. When we see somebody out there doing something that is not the Derech Atar, but they're doing it with an excitement, we got to say we have to bring that excitement and channel that excitement." In our in our own avoda. So I didn't learn. I should have learned. There's something we can learn from everyone. As Beis Hashem, we'll get back to that chazal later on in the year. Okay, now let's get into some of the um, other divrei Torah for the night. Says the pasuk, as we know, Yaakov Avinu is coming back to Eretz Yisrael, and he's scared. We discussed in past years. I think last year why he was so scared. All the mitzvahs that he did, telling Mr. Shamarti, he's worried about Esav. What's he worried about? Esav had one mitzvah that Yaakov hadn't been doing. Yishev Eretz Yisrael. We spoke about that a little bit last year. But we could we read the psukim that we could t- uh, that Yaakov prepared in various different ways for this epic meeting. What does the pasuk say? Vayira Yaakov Mo Vayetzer Lo Pasaches. Yaakov was very scared. 
Vayachat Esa'am Asherito, he split up the people that were with him, Vesatzon, Vesagabakar, Vesagamalim, the sheep, the cattle, the camels, Lashem Machanos. He split everything up into two camps. Vayomer, and he said, if Esav comes to one camp and smotes it, there'll be others. In other words, he got ready for war. That's Pasuk Tess. He got ready for war. Pasuk Yud. The God of my father and grandfather. Hashem, you told me to return. And I'll be good to you. Katonti, I'm not sure if I still love the schuyos. Hashem, please help me. Please help me, Akadish Baruch Hu. So what happened? That's two. That's tefillah. I'm scared. So that is, he got ready for Malcham, he got ready for tefillah. And as we know, in the coming Pesukim, after Shani, he sent presents to try to get on Esau's good side. So Chazal tell us in Pasik test that he prepared in these three different ways. He prepared by Machar and Shalaf Leita, Al Karcho, Kialachem Yimo, Hiskinas Malashlosa Dvarim, Lidoron, Litfila, Ule Milchama. He prepared in all three ways. Says Rabbi Yerucham, the first of two tonight. Says Rabbi Yerucham and Das Torah, Source number two. You learn something very Lamaisa from these actions of Avim Avinu. I'm sorry, Yaakov Avinu. That Yaakov Avinu got ready for war. Kvarbiyarnu, fourth line, Ba'arucha. I've explained at length elsewhere, Kama Pa'amim, in Yenzeh Asher Matzinu Ba'chazal, that which we find in Chazal, Ki Ha'avos Shomru Derech Eretz, Hainu Hateva. The Avos lived in this world. The Avos were Ovid Hashem in this world. They didn't try to live in the supernatural. They didn't try to go beyond their natural kochos. And they served Hashem and they tried in the natural realm. And it behooves each of us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu within the parameters of our own abilities. We can't try to go without sleep, says Rabbi Rocham. We can't try to go without eating. We can't try to push ourselves and not take care of ourselves. That's what Yaakov did. Yaakov got ready. He got ready for war. Because that's living in the natural world. Like we have to live and keep every mitzvah of the Torah. We can't say, Oh, nobody should Yes, Yaakov had miraculous events that occurred to him. But really, says Rabbi Rucham, even the Avos, the Avos were lived in this world. He quotes that he once was by the Chavetz Chaim. It was a terrible tragedy. The Chavetz Chaim lost a grandson. There was terrible crying going on, sorrow, and what was the Chavetz Chaim doing? The grandfather. Was he sitting there moaning? Of course he was. Was he upset? Of course. But what else did he do? The Chavetz Chaim, on the way out to the Levaya, he told all of his servants, make sure you bring lunch. Make sure you pack up sandwiches. It's going to be a long Levaya. Make sure you bring everything. Everybody's going to be hungry. What was he doing? That's what you focus on. You focus on lunch. You focus on 
What's going to do? Well, forget about it. Chavetz Chaim has to do this? Says of Yeruchim, he saw that and he learned, this is Yaakov Avinu. You live in the natural realm. We have to take care of ourselves. We serve HaKadosh Baruch and we act, but we can never forget Teva. It's going to take a long time. This is the Chavetz Chaim. No, okay, we'll, we'll be hungry. It's good for us to be a little hungry. You know what? It's a tragedy. No, no, no. Chavetz Chaim says, no, take lunch. It's time to eat. It's time to sleep. It's time to do everything we have to do. This is a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. Chavetz Chaim turned off the lights in the base medrash when he felt that the they should the boy should go to sleep. Boy should go to sleep and they should stop learning. It's too late. I, it's too, I want to stay up late. No, said the Chavetz Chaim to them, and this is quoted in one of his svarim. We say every night in Hashkivenu, Vahaser Satan milfanenu umeacharenu. Please, Hashem, remove the Satan from in front of us and from behind us. Yes, the Chavetz Chaim. I understand the Satan's in front of us. Vahaser Satan milfanenu. Me'acharenu? What do you mean? The sun's behind us? What's the sun behind us? What's he doing there? We already passed him. Says the Chavetz Chaim, no. A lot of times the sun's in front of us, blocking us from doing something positive, from doing a mitzvah. But sometimes he doesn't succeed. So you know what? He'll stand behind us and he'll push us. Yes, stay up till two in the morning. Let's see how your chakras is. Stay up. Do, do this. Let's see how your how it affects the rest of your life. Says the Chavetz Chaim, we also david and he's not me'acharenu. He's not behind us. Because shmiras hateva. Shmira of the proper way to live. Yes, we have to be ready to just bread and water. But to take care of ourselves, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us what we need and what we can live with. Of course, you have to, he continues, you have to mourn and cry. But you also have to take care of ourselves. And he points out, like the Rambam says in Ilchaz Deus in the fourth parak, the Rambam goes through all the health regimen that will keep people proper, properly healthy. What's that doing in Mishnah Torah? In Mishnah Torah, the Rambam wrote, my father translated, many of the Kisei Refu of the Rambam. So you want to know all about health? Read the Kisei Refu. What do you have to have Parak Dalim and Ilchaz Deus for? Ilchaz Deus is all about how much you have to eat and how much you have to sleep and don't eat till you're totally full and take a walk after you eat. All these halachas, what they're doing in Mishnah Torah? It's a halachic work. The answer is because that's halacha. It's halacha. Sudru halachas hanagas adam b'shmiras gufo v'hanagas achila hemedinim midinim shonim. There's halachas. Line twenty-two. Ki al teva yishulchan arach shalem mefurat u'mefurash al kol helchosa v'dina. You have to know. Or l'shamer l'kaim l'srichem l'ish dagol v'nisay v'emes Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu got ready in the natural realm. Get ready for war. He sent the of a present. And of course he davened. But that's an ish. An ish gado shegarbatev. Okay. Moving right along. In the psukkah that we just said, in this tri-preparation tactic, the tefillah that Yaakov Avinu says, as we just read, Yaakov says, invoking the god of his father and his grandfather, he says in Pasuk Yudalov, Katoti Mikala Chasadim Mikala Emes. I have become small from all the Chesed. Asher Asi says, Avdecha, 
Very unusual lashon. What does it mean, I have become small? Katonti. So two years ago we discussed the Vilna Gon. This is the eighth Pasuk of the eighth Parsha. But there are other Pshatim given. What does it mean, Katonti? What's the simplest interpretation? Katonti, I have become small. Pashtus is that I don't deserve it. Baruch Hu, you're too good to me. You're too good to me. You give me so much. I don't deserve it. I don't know if you're going to be keep being with me. I don't deserve it. That's the simple interpretation. Says Rav Zevin in source number three, where I wrote number one. Hapir Shafashutu, the simple interpretation of Katonti is, Katananochi. I'm small. Eineni k'day v'ra'uy. L'kola chasadim shasisi imadi. I'm not ready. I'm not fitting. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm scared. I don't deserve all the chesed that you've given me, Hashem. That's how Tadikim always feels. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives me so much. You know, I, well, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. That's the simplest interpretation. If you go to Rashi, Rashi says a different shot. Rashi does not say the Pashup shot, according to Rav Zevin. What does Katonti mean? Says Rashi in his Lashon. Nisma'atu zechuyosai. My zechuyos have been minimized Maybe I was fitting, I am fitting, but you've done so much for me, I've used it up. I've cashed in my mitzvahs already. I'm really fitting, I'm fitting for all the mitzvahs, but look what you've done for me already. You got me out of Lavan, safe and sound, took a long time. You gave me two beautiful wives, you gave me 11 children, 12 children, 11 boys, one girl. So it's wonderful! I'm worried. Says Rashi, I'm scared. Shema, I was worthy, but now I've used up my zechuyos, and maybe along the way I haven't been so medactic in every prat. And therefore, says Rashi, that's what katonti means. I'm small because I, I am roi, but maybe I've used up my, my zechuyos. There's a third shot. A third shot that Rav Zevin quotes from the first Lubavitcher Rebbe. This is a little Lubavitch time in the air because Yad Kislev, Yud Tes Kislev is coming up. The ninth day of Kislev is the day that the first Lubavitcher Rebbe got out of jail. That's when the, it's the, it's the, it's the Rosh Hashanah of Chabad. They have big Farbrengans that night. So he quotes, Pirish Acher, Pirish Harav Azokin, Rishnir Zalom Miladi, Balatanya. Kishenishtach Harav Azokin, Mibes Asurim, Shepetersburg. When he got out of jail, he says, Aga, Zev Yom Yutas Kislev. Right? On the 19th day of Kislev, when the Rebbe, the first Rebbe got out of jail, and the Hasidim have a big Chagiga, he says parenthetically, I'm not a Chabad Chassid, but he says parenthetically, he wrote a, a letter. He wrote a famous letter when he got out of jail. Kasav Mechtav Enosh. He wrote the uh, to the uh, letter to the people. What does Enosh stand for? Anshe Shlomenu. They wrote a letter. It's written at the back of you have a Tanya. In Yigaris HaKodesh, in the back, it's printed there, and it starts with the phrase, Katonti Mikola Chasadim. Starts with it, giving shot. After he got out of jail, he's giving shot to this Pasek. And the Chasidim, Karamlo Bimakutzer HaKatonti. They call it the Katonti. That's the, that's the parrot. That's the Katonti. That's the first word. Vatike Chasidim, they have a minute to learn it on Yad Kislev. They learn the parak of Katonti. And he says, the Rebbe tells the Hasidim, all the Hasad that Akash Baruch Hu gave him, Umasiram, line 17, don't 
feet, bring yourselves up over your brothers. Always be, always be in humility. And then he gives a shot of Katonti, which is the third shot that we're going to give. This is how he understands Katonti. Margish ani es katnusi I feel my nothingness. I feel my state of 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 smallness. Machmas kolach asadim sheishpata alai. Dafka because Hashem has been good to me and close to me, and because I feel so close to Hashem, I realize what I am as compared to him, capital H. Kulea kamei kelochashiv. Hakolofan of kelotechashiv. When one is in the presence of greatness, they feel even smaller. V'chomishu yoter kamei, yoter karov Hashem, who yoter kelobe enough. It's even worse. You ever feel it? We all feel it. Never, I'm, I'm, you know, we all have rebellion. We all people that we learn from. But when we're in the presence of our rebellion, I get the feeling. Whenever I'm in the presence of one of my, my rebellion, I feel so small, tiny. I feel like I'm nothing, because it's like, this is the person who gave you all your chachma and rofach masam imanu. When you're in the presence of, of somebody who, 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 you, who we respect and who taught us so much, we feel even smaller because of the proximity to that rav. The more we're, we're, we acknowledge and we're connected to the greatness, and the more we're, we're connected and we feel close to Hashem and we're connected, the lower I feel. The closer I, if somebody's not near Hashem, they don't feel so small. Right? They're, they're, they feel like they're wonderful themselves. The more Hashem is in my world, the smaller that I feel. Right? I'll, I'll add, it's no coincidence that the one who reached the highest levels humanly possible was the one that the Torah says was Anav Mikalada. Not a coincidence. Closest to Hashem comes with it the feeling of nothing. Because it's it's the proximity. If we feel that way by a Rav, Kavachomer, Ben Menosha, Kavachomer, the closer we feel to Akadosh Baruch Hu, we feel like, what are we? We're finite ants in this universe which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. And because Chesed is all about, and that's what the, the Bobab Shrebi said, he feels small because of all the Chesed HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him. So, and so because Chesed is the closest to Hashem, his right arm, Kabiachol, hugged me. So when Yaakov Avinu had all this Chesed, I feel so small because I feel so close to God. That's Katonti. The Hirgish as Hayamina Makarevish al Hashem, as Kogili Ha'ar, the Tlus, the dependence, the dependence, the closer a child feels to a parent and realize and loves a parent and realizes how much a parent gives them, and the parent the child realizes that I'm nothing without the parent. The parent gives me everything. The closer they are. That's that's what we have to try to the more the closer we feel to Hashem, we should realize how much He gives us and realize that obviously we have self worth. But there's so much that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. Katoti Mikola Chasadim. The next time we're in the presence of greatness, of a great human being, let us try to channel that feeling also to the greatness 
and being close to HaKadosh Baruch. Three Pshatim of Katont. Let's go look at the Pesukim for a minute. Paraglamid Beis, Pasik Yudzai. So Yaakov Avinu sends animals and Avadim, Pasik Yudzai, Vayitain Biyad Avadav, Eder Eder Lavadav. He sends with his servants flock by flock, herd by herd. Not all the animals at once, little by little. Rashi quotes, to make Esau see that there's a lot. If you send everything at once, okay, one big group. But if you send a bunch, they take a break. They send another bunch, take a break. Another bunch. It's like, whoa, how many are there? So send each one. And Yaakov tells his servants, go in front of me. Have a space between each one. Yaakov commanded the first first one saying, when you meet Esau, my brother, and he will ask you, it's amazing. Yaakov knows exactly what Esau is going to ask his servants. When he asks you, Ushael Chalemar, Lumiata, who are you? La'ana Taitelech, where are you going? Lumiyelofanecha. When he asks you these questions, Viamarta, tell him, Liabdechal Yaakov, to your servant Yaakov, Mincha, Hishluchal Adoni, Laesav, it's a Mincha, Vinehu Gamacharenu, he's coming. Vaitav Gamacharenu, and he told the Shani and the Shlisha the same thing. Answer of salvation, Pasuk Yudches. Is this three of the same question? There are three things said in Pasuk Yudches. Yaakov said, Esav is going to ask you the following. So, we always usually read it, until I saw this, this Ha'ara, you just read it quickly. Esav's going to say, who are you guys? And say, you know, we belong to Yaakov, he has a present. But the Rav said, no be medayik. There are three questions here. Lumi'ata. To who are you? Va'ana te'la'ich. And where are you going? Ulami e'la And what are these in front of you, all these animals? It's three questions, said the Rav. Three things. There's a vav in between each one. Lumi'ata. Ve'ana Ulami. The Torah is not being repetitive. The Torah is, Yaakov Avinu chooses his words closely. And if there are three questions, how do the answers, what did Yaakov tell his servants to give Asa the answer? Answer him to your servant Yaakov. It's a present Adoni So what exactly is going on here? Says the Rav. Source 4, this is from Reflections of the Rav, Volume 1. The confrontation of Yaakov and Asa after 20 years of separation has been interpreted by our sages and commentaries as a paradigm, guiding future generations of Jews in their relation to other groups. Right, Yaakov and Esau, we might add, Esau is the father of Rome, Romi, which Gullus we are still in. But Israel have been in four Gullios. Gullus Bavel, they destroyed the first base of Megdash, Nebuchadnezzar. After that, 70 years later, as we know the Purim story occurred, at the end of the, the separation, the beginning of Bayesheni, Paras was in charge, Achashverosh, that right, is, Persia took over. Then, during Bayesheni, we have, as in a couple of weeks, Hanukkah, Yavan took over. That was a Golos during the Zman Beis Amigdash. Chazal still assume it's called the Golos, even though we had a Beis Amigdash the entire time. And finally, towards the end of that period, the Romans took over, they ruled the world for the next couple hundred years, and that Gaulus we are still in. The Romans destroyed the second base of English. Titus as the general. You always have to know in the Kinos, which, which Corbin are we talking about? Titus, Nebuchadnezzar. 
which story in the Gemara, which Churba, which Beis Amidash are we talking about? But those are the four Galios. So we're still in Galus Romi, which goes back to Esav. So this confrontation between Yaakov and Esav still happens today because we are B'nai Yisrael and we are in the Galus of Esav. Says the Rav, many years earlier the two brothers had parted under threatening circumstances and now, hopefully mellowed by the passage of time, the two old adversaries were about to meet. The text is remarkably incisive. Okay, no one else picks up on the three questions here. The Rav says, yeah, it's exact questions. Who are you? Where are you going? Who are these animals? Jacob, skip to line 14. Jacob anticipated that Asaph would ask three questions of him and his family as they approached to take up residence in Canaan. Number one, who are you? To whom do you pledge your ultimate loyalty? Where's your loyalty? What, what do you identify with most? That's the two words, lumi ata. Who are you with? What flag do you do you hold? Right? Are you are you first and foremost Jews, or are you just Jewish blank? Lumi ata. What is your ID? What's your ultimate identity? That's lumi ata. That's what Asav asks. Question one. Question two, where are you going? What's your life's goal? What's your destiny? What are your ideals in life? What objectives and goals do you seek for yourself in the future? Who is your God and what manner of life and discipline will he require of you and your descendants? Where are you going? What's, what's ahead of you? What do you presently identify with? What are your goals in life? Says the Rav, these two inquiries relate to Jacob's soul and spiritual identity. Consequently, Jacob commanded his representatives to reply boldly, clearly, and precisely. What's the answer? What's the, what's the first half of the next passage? La'avdachal Yaakov. We're Yaakov Avinus. We belong to Yaakov. We identify with what Yaakov identifies with. We have the Misora, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. We are his. And everything he believes in, and we're heading to the destiny that he is heading to. That's the words. La'avdachal Yaakov. Back to the Rav, that their souls, their personalities, their metaphysical identities, their spiritual future and social commitment were the private concerns of Yaakov. They are your servants, Yaakov. And no human power may interfere or attempt to sever this eternal bond with God, which had been established in the covenant with Avraham. That's the first two questions. They relate to the Mahus. They relate to who Yaakov was and who these people were. Then you have the third question. What are these possessions? These material goods that you have, are they just for you? Do you keep them privately? Or are you involved in the world? Do you try, do you believe in being productive members of society? Or are you, or, or are all these animals yours? That's the third question. Are you ready, line 31? Are you ready to contribute your talents, capabilities, and material resources toward the material and cultural welfare of the general society? The Rub knew how to read Torah. The Rub knew how to read a pusik, a phrase like nobody else. What does that mean? Are you involved in society? Are you ready to be a valuable, productive ingredient to society? Back to the rough. Are you ready to give of your oxen, goats, camels, and bulls? Are you willing to pay taxes to develop and industrialize the country? The third question is focused on the secular aspects of life. 
To this, Yaakov says, Mincha ishlucha ladoni leisav. That's the second phrase of his answer. Esav, it's coming to you. Yes, we believe in being involved in society. We believe that the Jewish people have what to add to be an Orlagayim. It is a present to my Lord, to Asa. Yes, we are determined to participate in every civic, scientific, political enterprise. We feel obligated to enrich society with our creative talents and to be constructive and useful citizens. And says the Rav, this testament handed down to us by Yaakov is particularly relevant in our day. When after millennia of separation, various gestures of reproachment are being made, other religions are trying to have interconnection with the Jewish people. And they ask us, who are you? Where are you going? What are these before you? We know how to answer these questions. When it goes to our mahus, it goes to our kishkis, we say, la abdecha Yaakov. That's who we're connected to. It has to do with our material possessions, our kochos. Yes, minchei We can be involved. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. So on the way, Yaakov sends all of his shlichim, and as we know, Yaakov is left alone. Yaakov is left alone. Pasik chafhei. Vayivaser Yaakov levado. Yaakov is left alone. Rashi quotes, he went back for the pachim ketanim, the little bottles, different shatim, what that means, and he has a fight. And he fights with the malach. Fights with the malach. The Ramam says it was all a dream. Okay, but 99% of Mepharshim say, it was actual a fight with a malach, and his name was changed to Yisrael. Okay. Says the Medrash. Says the Medrash. Quoted, this is the second of Yerucham of the night. Source number five. The Medrash says that the word levado here is crucial. Levado. What does it mean Yaakov was left alone? It's not just saying he was left alone by himself. Ube Medrash Amru. Rebrechia b'shem Rebbe Simen Amar. Ein ka'el yeshurun. Umi ka'el yeshurun. Yisrael Saba. Yaakov Avinu is like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What way? Ma'akadosh Baruch Hu k'sivbo v'niskav Hashem levado. Af Yaakov. Vayivaser Yaakov levado. Hashem's levado and Yaakov's levado. How can we say that? How can we... How can we what does Levado mean by HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Levado means he's unique. Levado means there's nobody that could ever be like him. How could we say, how could the Medrash suggest that the Levado of Yaakov Avinu, which we thought meant he was left alone, but in two minutes from now, he won't be alone. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always Levado. So how, how does the Medrash make that connection? Says Rav Yeruchim on line four, Ro chazal b'pazuk shel vayivaser Yaakov levado ki yesh boy zeh inyan hista Muslimi dotsav isparach. There's some kind of comparison here, though it's unusual. Hakadosh Baruch Hu hari shmo levado v'lokemoshir again lo having kipshuto. We don't doesn't mean levado is like echad. What does it mean echad? He's one, maybe he's two sometimes. Chas v'shalah echad means unique. What does it mean liyachto? Right, there are the, the, the six mitzvahs that apply every second of our life. The Sefer Achinov says, Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, believing in Hashem, Yichud Hashem. Believing in Hashem is unique. Yichud Hashem. So that's Lovato. How can the Medrash compare the Lovato of Yaakov Avinu and the Lovato of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Line six. Eloho Inyanu Yoser Amok. It's a very deep idea. As we've said, 
What does that mean? What is the root idea of Lavado by Hashem? There is a creation. Sometimes we look around and we think HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs the Bria. We give him Karbanos. We bring Nachas Ruach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those who just learning, started learning Masech HaZvachim. Right, all the Karbanos. L'shem Reach, L'shem Nichawach. But really at root, he doesn't need us at all. He is the ultimate independent power. Line four. Hamida Ha'ikvar Inshem Tzorach Loz Dakuz Lazar Kol Shem Mizilaso. He doesn't need anything. Hakol Batel Betachlus Lumas Hamida Shel Levado. That's what Levado means. The Acharei Kechlos Hakol Levado. Yimloch Nora. He was Levado before he created the world. He's going to be Levado in the future. Levado Yimloch Nora. The Acharei Kechlos Hakol. What about Yaakov Avinu? The Pasuk isn't just telling us that he was alone. No. Levado is a Milo. Yaakov was an independent being. He had the Midah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was unique. He stood alone in the world. And he passed that on. He passed that on. So line 13, the Gemara Even before Yaakov, when Nimrod threw Avram into the burning furnace, Gavriel Amalaf says to Hashem, let me go down and help Avram out. Let me go help him out. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, 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 no. He's okay. I'm Yachid and he's a Yachid. No, El Yachid Yachid. Me and him. Avram Avinu also had the Midah of Yechidiyut. Same Midah of Avada. What does that mean? It was even passed down to the Jewish people. What did Bilam say? We are a nation of Levadad. We are a nation of separatists in terms of values. Line 21. What other nation has rules? Not to follow the other nations. Follow your value system. They passed this down to us. We didn't get to exactly what it means for us yet, but we'll see. Be Yerusha Hine Kulam Levadiim, Yechidiim, Atzmiim. We can exist alone. Like Avraham was Ivri. The whole world was on one side, he was on Aver Asheni. Einan Mimshachan Lashum Zulas. Ki Einan Mimshachan Lashum Zulas. They don't need anything else. They are, they can last and exist by themselves. Says Rabbi Rucham to end off to help explain this. We're all familiar with the Mishnah in Pirkeiavos. Who is a real Chacham? Alomi Mikalada. Who is a real Ashir? Hasamech Bechalko. Who is a real Gibor? Hakovish Yisra. All the Midos. Line 32. Ben Zome Magalonu Bezeso Nifla. If you think about all of these together, you know what the secret is? The secret of Ben Zoma? Ki Adam Yeshlo Bo Uva Atzmo. To perfect who we are 
we don't have to look around at anybody. It's not relative. To perfect every midah, we could do it within ourselves. The Adaraba, Shleimusa, Shalamailas, in a Dafkav, Bikishaboy, Mikolachatzmusa, was all us. Let's think about it. Who's a Chacham? Who's a Chacham? The kid who gets the highest score in the class. That's the Chacham. Then you need other people to be called a Chacham. Says Ben Zoma, no, Chachma is not dependent on anybody else except ourselves. Ezel Chacham, Halomi Mikaladam. Oh, I learn. I look around, but it's me. It's me. I develop myself. Chachma. How do we perfect Chachma? Levado. It's myself. What do I learn? In Cain. Because if it was the other way around, you don't have a classroom, then there's no such thing as Chachma? No. I work on myself. In Cain, Kishalo Yelo Malami. You know, Chasa Lagamre. Ve'efo Zeshlemus Malaso. No. Halomi Mikaladam. Harehu Oev Chachma Ba'atzmo. Vahamale Ba'atzmo Hu. Hinea Shalim Ba'olam. That's perfection. Perfection of Chachma is within me. Ezeo Gibar. What's a Gibar? Whoever could beat up the other guy. No. Gvura. HaKovesh Yisrael. All these Midos are within us. Are all about ourselves. They're not connected to anybody else. If you just think about who's the any other definition of wisdom, it's all about in relation to others. The wisest. The smartest. The strongest. But says Ben Zoma, that's the secret of Midos when it comes to Am Yisrael. It's all about within themselves. Lovado. They can stand themselves. Hakovish it's Yitzrael, line 44. Amitis. That's true Gvura. Oso. Talin below Riches. Who is rich? So it's all relative. If you live on a street with millionaires, so then maybe not. If you live on a street with homeless people, maybe you won't. Neither. That's a rich person. Again, the Midah Vashirus, it's all about within ourselves. Ends, ends Rabbi Yerucham, who is El Mechubad. Also, who is the Mechubad? The one who gets rich, the one who, get, who is the most coveted? The one who's partner in the firm and gets their own office with a, with a big uh, plaque on the door? That's not Ezeo Mechubad. HaMechabed is It's all about what I do. It's all about what I do. Finishes off. That's Levado. Yaakov Avinu was like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Independent existence. Independent perfection. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Avram Avinu. That's Yaakov Avinu. And that's Am Yisrael. Am Levadad Yishkal. Okay. Just a one-liner which I, which I saw. Just a show that our Gedolim had a sense of humor as well. I saw in the, in the it's fitting that it, this is from the Sefer Chiyucha Shel Torah. If you look in the, in the Pasuk, Perak Lamed Beis, you've got to read the Pasuk first to appreciate it. Perak Lamed Beis, Pasuk Hafches. Right, after the Malach, after the Malach says, Vayomer Elav Mashamecha, right, he says, uh, Yaakov Avinu, uh, for the previous Pasuk, Vayomer Shalcheniki Elav Shachar, let me go, says the Malach. I'm not letting you go. Can you give me a bracha? Says, what's your name? Vayomer Yaakov. He says Yaakov. Vayomer. He answers, Lo Yaakov Yimaro Shimcha Ki Yim Yisrael Vachul. So keep that pasuk in mind for a second. The Malbim in Source Number Seven was once showed a sefer. Doesn't quote who the sefer is. Came to the Malbim to look at the sefer, and the sefer was named Vayomer Yaakov. 
That was the name of the Sefer. And Bikish Askama, he wanted the Malvin to give Askama to the Sefer. And the Malvin looked through the Sefer and he says, the name is, Vayomer Yaakov is a perfect name for the Sefer. So the Machaber was, oh, so thank you. Why do you think it's a great name for the Sefer? So the Malvin opens up, opens up our Pasuk and he says, Vayomer Lavashmecha, Vayomer Yaakov. Doesn't say Yaakov said anything. Vayomer Yaakov, that's a perfect name for the Sefer, doesn't say a word. Vayomer Yaakov, that's the Malvin. It says he knew that he knew he knew Torah by heart, not the Pashup shot of the of the Psukim, but it's there the Malbin by Yomer Yaakov. Okay. Hopefully nobody who writes a safer Yaakov will now name that safer by Yomer Yaakov again, but that is the that's the Malb. Okay. So Yaakov comes back to Eretz Israel, Baruch Hashem. And Paraklama Gimel, Pasuk Yud Zion, he gets through Asav, and he comes to a place called Sukos. The Yaakov Nasa Sukosa, Pasuk Yuzayin. He comes to Sukos. Vayiven lo bayis, he builds for himself a house. Ulu mekneo asa Sukos. Akin karshim amakam Sukos. That's why it's called Sukos, because of the Sukos that he built. And Chazal say, as we know, the tour quotes this is in Hilchas Rosh Chodesh, Avram Avinus Neged Pesach, Lushi Vasi Ugos, those were Ugos Matzos, Yitzchak is Keneged Shmuis, the chauffeur of the Akedah, the chauffeur of of, um, of Matan Torah, and Yaakov is connected Sukkis because of this Pasik. The Yaakov Nasa Sukosa. If you're Medaik in the Pasik, says Rav Zevin, two Rav Zevins, two of your opens tonight, says Rav Zevin, he built a house for himself and he built Sukkis for his cattle. The Pasik says, Vayiven Lo Bayis, he built a house for himself, Ulemikneyu Asa Sukos. And for his cattle, he built Sukkos. Why did he build houses for his cattle? Davka Sukkos? Why did he build a Sukkah for himself? What's the emphasis? Source 8. The Imkain Afo. Lama Karashima Makomofia and Davka. And what's the name? He called the name Sukkos. Why didn't he call the name why didn't he call the name of the place? Bias. Baisa. Right? Sukosa. Davka, you call it because of what you built your cattle and not because of what you built yourself? Says of Zevin. In his classic style, line five, habayis v'hasuka diras keva v'diras arai. There's a difference between a house and a hut. A bias, a house, is a permanent structure. It's a diras keva, while a sukkah is a hut. It's a diras arai. As we know, we paskin that our sukkah has to be diras arai, unlike Rabbi Yehuda, who says diras keva. Habayis kavua v'omed. A bias is set and permanent. Yatsiv ve'itan, strong. Vahasukah arait cholefet ve'overet. And a sukkah is temporary, could blow down. I remember growing up one year, and there was a hurricane in uh, New York, not too often, Hurricane Gloria, many, many years ago. And remember, we put up our, right before sukkah, so remember we had put up our sukkah, and I lived, I grew up in Farakaway, so there was a suggested evacuation from Farakaway. So I remember, we put up the sukkah, we took down the sukkah. We went away for Shabbos, we came back down, we put the sukkah back up. So we took it. The sukkah. Sukkah is cholefes ve'overes. A sukkah is temporary. Kigir mitoshevim atami madi. So a bias and a sukkah. Says Rav Zevin. Mi bechinas haruach. Regarding ruchnius. Adam tzarach liyo toshav. Regarding spiritual pursuits in this world, you got to be permanent. you got to be strong. you got to be set. You gotta be steadfast. Haruach Mahanishama Nish Aros Kayamos La Olam. Ruchnius will last 
forever. We spoke about a couple of years ago. Rav Zevin says there's only one way to eternalize time. And that is, because right, right here, right now, this second is gone. It's gone. Every second is gone. If you ever want to get Musar Hasko, outside, sometimes you see, you go to these places, they have a, they have a clock. And it counts down, not only a, the, the, a digital clock, you see the milliseconds. See how fast time goes. You look at the seconds. One, two, three. You see the milliseconds go by. You're like, oh my God, what am I doing? You feel like you're wasting so much time, but you see the milliseconds, how fast it's going. How do you eternalize time? Only one way, by filling something with something productive. If I fill it with Torah, then this lasts forever. This moment is with me forever. This moment is coming with me. Coming with me. So Ruchnius has to be strong, permanent. But when it comes to Gashmius, we have to feel that it's not coming with us. There's never something, there's never permanence. A person, yes, he can't just live in Ruchnius. He's got to have some Gashis, but in the mentality, we have to realize that Ruchnius is forever. And our permanent mentality has to be regarding the Ruchnius, regarding the Gashmius. We have to realize that it's here today, but it's not coming with us. Line 14. We're Geirim and Toshavim. Geirim mibechinas achomer, v'toshavim mibechinas aruach. That's Gashmius and Ruchnius. So, let's get back to the Pasuk. Yaakov built for himself, for lo, a house. It means for his atzmius, for who he was. Lo pirusho la'atzmuso umahuto. For himself, he built a house. Avram gave everything that was his to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov. And to the Pilachim, he gave Matanis. What does that mean? To the Ruchnius, the spiritual, the special heritage that Avram gave to Yitzchak, gave to Yaakov. That's forever. And that's what it means by eating little bias. Bias symbolizing permanence, symbolizing what's going to last forever. And finally, regarding the cattle, he built Sukkot. The cattle, the possessions, that's temporary. I'll build sukkahs. I'll build sukkahs for that. Afkan kach, line 320. For himself, for his avoda, for his sanctity. This is permanent. But for his kinyanim, his, his uh, physical kinyanim, he built sukkahs. But he wanted to make sure he felt that this late, this second message was even more important for people to hear. Don't make the sukkahs perm, don't make the gashmias, the chomriyas permanent. So he named the place sukkahs. He named the place sukkahs because he felt that's what he wanted to, he wanted to, uh, instill in all of those that pass by. Story is told of a, some say it's a true story, some say it's not a true story. Either way, it's a story that gets the message across. There was a, there was a, a patriarch of a family that was very wealthy. And when he passed on, in his will, his will said that you have to bury me in these socks. A specific pair of socks he wanted to be buried in. Buried in socks? It's a minag of tachrichin. It's a minag of... They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Their father, their father had everything in life. Always, oh, he said inside. He says in his will, he's very inside. Very inside. They didn't know what to do. They went to the Gadol Ador. 
They went to the post and they said, this, this was in the will. Mitzvah L'kayim Divri Ames. The Gemara says in Baba Basra, if you M'kayim it, what do we do? We don't know what to do. What do we do? So the post researched it and came back and said, sorry. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's, it's against It's against Halacha. It's against Halacha. You can't. The brothers were very upset. The Yerush were very upset. But look, that's what the Ruff said. That's what the Ruff said. So they buried their father without, without socks. Without the socks. During Shiva, they were going through his desk and they found an envelope with a letter in it. And in the letter, the father says, by now, you will have realized that no matter how wealthy a person is in life, he doesn't even take his socks to the next world. That's the message he wanted to give his children. When it comes to Miknehu, Asasukos, when it comes to the Gashmias, so... It's sukkah. It's temporary. It's not going with. Not even the socks. Not even the socks. Okay, two more thoughts for the night. One is, I look back at my notes. I don't think we ever discussed this, but this is just a machlokas that one has to know. It's a major machlokas we've shown him in this week's parsha. We know there are Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Seven Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, and the big three. The big three, Abedazar, Gilei, Raish, Bichas, Domim, and then Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalai. Aleph, Zebra Menachai, Beis is Berchaz Hashem, cursing God, Hasvashalom, Gimel is Gezel, and Dalit is Dinim. That's usually the one that is most unclear. What does Dinim mean? I know the other ones. What is Dinim? So it's Machlokas, Rambam and the Ramban. On our Parsha. Machlokas, what does it mean, Dinim? A court system. One of the Shemim Mitzvahs Beinalach is that a court system must be set up. So what does that mean? So where does this, why is this here? The Rishonim all deal with. We're not gonna. We're gonna touch on this, but the Rishonim deal with how and why did Shimon and Levi wipe out Shem? What did what did Shem do? One person took Dina. Why was the entire city Chayav Misa? And it's it's not a simple question because if you go through the Pesukim, on the one hand they did it, on the other hand Yaakov was very mad at them. But then Yaakov said they're mad, and then what does the Torah say? They answered Yaakov, Hachzoni and then the story ends. Period. Yaakov doesn't have a response. It's very unclear what happened. Who was right in the end? We know Parshas Vayechi. Yaakov is still upset at them. Yaakov is still upset at them. But at the end of his life, he didn't get over it. He didn't go over it till the end of his life. Shimon Balevi Yachin, Chamas he doesn't get over it, but it's very unclear in our parsha. The the better shot that you give to how Shimon and Levi did it, so why was Yaakov so upset? And the better answer, why, right? So you gotta explain it. Either way, this is the issue that the Ramban takes up. So the Ramban quotes the Ramban. The Ramban quotes the Ramban from Mishnah Torah, where the Ramban says, "You know why Shimon and Levi wiped out Shem? Because they violated one of the Shemim Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Which one? Which one of the Shemim B'nai Noach? Din." What they do? Let's see. Second line. Ba'arav heishem b'seifer shoftim. Ba'amar shibnei noach mitzuvim maladinim. Bnei noach is mar mitzuvah. V'hu lahoshiv adayonim b'chaplach v'chaplach ladun b'sheish mitzvah shalahem. Says the Rambam. You know what the mitzvah of dinim is? It's to set up courts to judge the other six mitzvahs. That's what dinim are. And therefore, Shem and Chamor, they committed giliyarais. And the entire city did not set up a court to judge them. They're all Chayim Misa. We know the halach is. Azar Hassan, Zui Misa Hassan. And by B'nai Noach, they're Chayim Misa for not fulfilling these Sheva Mitzvahs. That's the Rambam Shita. That's where they were killed. 
maybe it was stealing, he stole Dina, says the Ramban, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't agree to that shot. Shem Kane, if it's so clear that you're right, if it's so clear, so why didn't Yaakov join them? Why didn't Yaakov say, these guys are Chayim Misa? And if he was just scared of them, so why was he angry? Why was he angry after they killed him? Nobody to be scared of anymore. And says the Ramban, that's not what, so the Ramban gives his own shot of why, why Shem was killed, they did other Averis, but regarding this prat, of dinim, says the Ramban, I argue. The Al Daiti line 9, Hadinim Shemanu Libne Noach, Bishav Mitzvah Shalahem, you know what dinim means? Enam Lahoshit Dayonim Bechol Plachu Plach Bilvad. No! Avot Siva Osam, says the Ramban, you know what dinim is? Dinim means setting up a viable, legal, safe society. Honest society. Dinim is an all-encompassing tzivui. Tziva osam. Bedine, geneva, ona, ripping people off. Oshek, paying your workers on time. Schaisacher, shomrim, onis, lefata, avos nezikin, chovel bechadero, wounding, malve, lobe, mekachumemkar. All that is dinim. Setting up a society, a functional, viable, productive, safe, and secure society. That's what dinim is, says the Ramban. Not specifically to judge the other six mitzvahs. The Naragalayim and Ganavashak, I want us to father. If any of these are violated, so that's when um, they are not fulfilling the mitzvah of Dinim. And the Ramagh gives his own shot to the story. But just to take out of this is the very important machlok as we've shown him between the Rambam and the Ramban. What is Dinim? What does that mean? To set up courts to judge the other six mitzvahs? That's the Rambam. Or to set up courts to have a functional society? That is the sheets of the Ramban. Okay, just to know, I just wanted to note that machlok. One final thought for the night. That's on the back page. Rashi tells us in Perak Lamed Gimel, Pasig Yurches, Lamed Gimel Yurches, that when Yaakov Avinu comes back to Eretz Yisrael, he comes back Shalem. Comes back complete. Complete. What does Shalem mean? Rashi says, Shalem Begufo, he's, he's healthy, he's not limping anymore, Shalem Bamamono. He's not lacking anything from the present that he had sent. And Shalim Betoraso. He didn't forget his Torah. Ask the Yam Simcha. Shalim Begufo, fine, he's healed. Shalim Betoraso, he didn't forget. Shalim Bimamono. He gave all his animals to Esau. But he didn't take any of them. He was Chaser. What do you mean, Shalim Bimamono? He wasn't Shalim Bimamono. Lamaisi was chaser. Okay, the Archaim HaKadosh says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it back to him. They had a lot of babies. Lamaisi was chaser. Says the Am Simcha, quoting the Shlach HaKadosh. The Shlach HaKadosh says, on the right side of line 9, we all say the Pasuk invention. V'dorshe Hashem lo yachsaru kol tov. Those who seek out God aren't missing anything. De'en k'siv she'yilahem kol tov. It doesn't say that they have everything. It doesn't say Darshi Hashem Yihiyelohem Kaltov. It just says that they won't be lacking anything. Shalom Yachsur Kaltov, meaning they won't feel like they're missing anything. 
They're not going to need anything that the, all the other things that the world is running after. And he gives a marshal. Somebody goes over to his neighbor's house. And on the way out, I go to my friend's house, I leave the house, and I'm like, oy vey, this guy is in dire straits. There's not one bottle of medicine in his whole house. Terrible. He doesn't have one bottle of medicine in his whole house. And the guy comes out and says, fool, there's no medicine because they're all healthy. You don't need the medicine in the house if you're all healthy. What are you groaning for? If they're sick and they don't have medicine, fine, I understand why you're mitzvah. You don't need trufos. It's the greatest simple in the world. Somebody comes into a house of a ben Torah. He looks, what's the first thing you see in the house? You see svarim. You see, you see the leichter. You see, you see kosos used on Shabbos. You see a mezuzah. You see, you see pictures of the kids. Where's, where's the, where's the whole electronic thing that's supposed to be the first thing when you walk into the house? Where's this? Where's that? I feel so bad for this person. This person is in dire straits. This person is terrible. He's yoti mitzayer. But in the person, you know what the person feels in the house? I'm healthy. I, I don't need that garbage. I don't need that. I don't need that stuff. I'm not missing anything. I want that stuff? No, I don't need that stuff. I don't need that. That's what David Amalek says. Not that they have everything. They don't want it. They don't feel like they're missing anything. And he says on the top of the left, left side, we have to have the attitude of whatever we need to live, whatever we need to live, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me. And if I don't have it, that means I don't need it. That's the bitachon. I don't need it. And it goes from one of the, one of the other Rebbes. That's what every morning we say, what does that mean? How could you say what if you don't have everything? The answer is because I believe that whatever I really, really, really need, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me. Sha'asali kol tzarki. He gives me everything. Ani ma'amin she'zek kol tzarki. Deem ani tzarich liyoser, HaKadosh Baruch Hu yitei. Deem lo nasan, simesh ani lo tzarich lazeh. Vayavu Yaakov sholem yashchem. Yaakov comes sholem b'mamono. Was it sholem? He doesn't have it. But when Yaakov sholem, he doesn't need it. And this is even, he quotes at the end, but this is what the Kloyakar says. You just contrast the two attitudes. What does Yaakov Avinu say in our parsha? Yeshli Kol. What does Esav say? Yeshli Rav. It's all about the attitude. Lo Yatsru Chotov. Because should give us the Chachma to realize that everything we have is exactly what we need. We don't need anything more than what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless Am Yisrael. We're starting with davening here in Eretz Yisrael, davening for rain. Tomorrow a lot of people are fasting. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us as a nation, give us everything we need, all the Gishmei Bracha that we need, and Hashem, we should only have Bracha Vatzlach in Am Yisrael.